Hello everyone, welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum, where you will hear about car news, car culture, and car talks. Here's your host, Cody Wagner. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast. Today, we're going to be doing something a bit different. Now, in the description of this podcast, it says that I talk about car culture, which is something that I actually haven't talked about that much throughout the past podcast. So, we're going to rectify that issue, and I say we, because me and the viewers and listeners of this podcast are going to discuss this. So, what have you seen change this year that we didn't have last year? I don't mean between the automobile makers, like Chevy or whatever. I mean in the enthusiast circle. What have you seen change? I think rapping has become a bit more popular this year. That's one thing that I've seen. Not, not by very much, but just a little bit more popular than it was last year. And then the hate for CVs has... Uh, has definitely skyrocketed ever since the sales of CUVs and SUVs got better because low gas prices are everywhere and stuff like that. But you know what? I wish I wish we kind of had more diversity this year. I mean, there there is a bit of diversity this year, but I'm still seeing a lot of, you know, LS-swapped RX-7s, and it is getting a bit better, though. And also what I have seen is a lot more expensive classic cars this year. Uh, Shelby Cobra. That set the record for American cars at an auction. Can't remember which one, but I definitely saw that one this year. And you know what's also interesting this year is that, and I know this isn't really the enthusiast circle as I just said, but I think I'm starting to see more automakers giving what the fans want. And I, and just a few examples that just recently, which we'll touch base on later, we got news of a spy shot of the next Toyota Supra and or BMW Z5. You know, we got the Blank Cat Twins, we got the Viper ACR, we got all that sort of stuff. We got Corvette Grand Sport, Ford GT. We have all these things this year. And it, I'm starting to get intrigued because normally I wouldn't think companies would make stuff that the enthusiasts want. I mean, not to mention a Volkswagen Golf GTI Club Sport S and the Porsche Cayman GT4. I mean, yes, that was last year, but you get the idea. That this year, I think it, automakers have become more inclusive of their fan base. I mean, the biggest fan-inspired car this year, I would have to think, is the Ford Focus RS, the new one. That has to be. Every fan wanted it. We've got it now. I'm really intrigued to see if we'll see this trend continue on throughout the next few years because we're getting more and more cars that the fans want, that people that people will still buy, but maybe not as much as, you know, just a regular Golf GTR or whatever. Then superchargers are becoming less popular. That's another one that... That's kind of not surprising as turbochargers, in a way, are more efficient and they're easier to tune because you don't have to make the parts bigger in order to make more power. Then you have, funnily enough, I haven't seen a lot of enthusiasts right now have electric cars. I mean, that that's kind of obvious, but, you know, with downsizing and, you know, environmentalism or whatever that word is, I haven't actually seen a lot of enthusiasts, or any enthusiasts for that matter, make the switch over or at least have one car that's like that. And... Honestly, with all the buzz about it, you'd think there'd at least be one or two manufacturers that would do it. Or sorry, enthusiasts that would do it, but I haven't seen any as of yet. There's a few of them, but it's it's really not that many. So that's what I've seen go on this year. But what have you seen? Any behind-the-scenes stuff or anything like that? You know, bigger interest in rallying? Comments below this podcast or any of the podcasts for that matter. And tell me what you've seen change in the enthusiast circle for the automotive industry. But anyway, aside from that, 
back to our regularly scheduled programming. Barola announces exhaust systems for V6 and Turbo Chevrolet Camaro. Nissan recalls 120,000 Maximals and Muranos for fire risk. Truck bed liner material protects water, yeah, watermelon from 45 meter drop. And no, I do not know how much that is in feet, miles, or whatever. Aston's and Porsche set new records at RM somewhere in London sale. Volkswagen rolling out Caddy Edition 35 at Hanover Commercial Show. Hmm, that could be interesting. GM recalling 3.64 million vehicles over airbag control modules. Wow, wasn't the last one just about... Okay, so the Nissan was about fire risk, and this one is about airbags, but, but hold your horses. We're getting more airbag recalls. BMW's 1 Series hatchback tops UK's fastest-selling car chart. Nissan expected to release Note EV with, ex- with range extender in Japan? Hmm, oh dear. F-Pace XE and Evoke Convertible help- helps JLR score record August sales. Jaguar creates a laser sculpture for London's design event. All-new Renault Megane RS expected with four-wheel steering and 300-plus horsepower. 2017 Nissan Sentra SR Turbo boosted with 188 horsepower. Ford F-Series named official truck of the NFL. Rolls-Royce will most definitely not go below the ghost. Daimler wants to sell Mercedes-Benz EVs in China. Felipe Massa could race in Formula E or DTM in 2017 says his dad. Revised Alfa Romeo Mito priced from 12,960 pounds in the UK, or basically 16 grand. Ford's door latch safety recall expanded to over 2.3 million cars in North America. 2017 Holden Trailblazer is, a, is Australia's facelifted and renamed Colorado 7. After Bridgestone, Pirelli is also developing a tire for the Jaguar XJ220. Jeremy Clarkson makes room for new house by blowing up his old one. 2017 Nissan Rogue comes with a new face and a hybrid variant, and its new face is uglier than the one that it replaces, sadly. Now, more news on the airbag control module recall from GM. General Motors has issued a massive recall for 3.64 million vehicles in the United States alone. According to statements statements issued by the Automaker and National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, certain vehicles may, in rare circumstances, not deploy the frontal airbags in the event of a crash. The problem comes down to the sensing and diagnostic module, which determines if and when the airbags and seatbelt pretensioners need to be activated. Apparently, the module may run a diagnostic test under certain circumstances, precluding it from doing what it was supposed to do. The fix will involve reflashing the SDM software or replacing the module entirely in in vehicles that have had their airbags deployed previously. That may sound simple enough, except the problems affects a wider range of vehicles. The list includes the Chevrolet Corvette SS, Cam- Caprice Police Pursuit Vehicle, wow, it's a mouthful, Trax and Spark EV, as well as the Buick LaCrosse and on- Encore, Encore, however you say it, and all of the automakers' full-size trucks, the Silverado and Sierra, both the 1500 and HD models, the Chevrolet Tahoe and Suburban, GMC Yukon and GMC Yukon XL, and Cadillac Escalade and Escalade ESV. The model years vary according to the model in question, but, but range overall from 2014 through 2017, which tells you that it's still a problem with current vehicles being rolled out the production line. If you own one of those vehicles, you can check with either GM or the NHTSA to determine if your specific vehicle is affected. And now we're going to go to the Nissan recall, the one with the fire risk. Nissan has found a problem with the ABS actuator pumps on some of its vehicles leaking brake fluid onto an electric circuit board. As any high school graduate could tell you, 
liquid medium electricity is bad news, so the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration has issued a recall for the affected vehicles. The issue is isolated to a select number of 2016 to 2017 Maximal sedans and 2015 to 2017 Murano crossovers, specifically those equipped with the optional Intelligent Cruise Control System, as well as the 2015-2016 Murano Hybrid. As told, the estimated scope of the recall in the United States comes to 120,329 vehicles. To fix it, owners will be asked to bring their vehicles into their local dealership to have their ABS actuators inspected and, if necessary, replaced. A time frame for the recall campaign has yet to be identified, but if you're driving one of the affected vehicles, keep an eye on the ABS warning light when starting up the vehicle. If it stays on for longer than 10 seconds after ignition, park the car outside and away from other vehicles or structures. Another recall. The four-door latch recall. At the request of the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, it's funny how how I just said the Caprice Police Pursuit Vehicle was a handful, yet I can say National Highway Traffic Safety Administration just fine. Anyway, though, Ford has expanded a previously announced recall in North America by roughly 1.5 million vehicles. The total number of affected units rises to 2,383,292 vehicles, out of which 2,046,296 are located, sorry, 97, are located in the United States and federalized territories, 233,034 vehicles in Canada, and 61,363 in Mexico, and covers the 2013-2015 Ford C-Max and Escape, 2015, sorry, 2012 to 2015 Focus, 2015 Mustang, 2014 to 2016 Transit Connect, and 2015 Lincoln MKC. Not the Z, the C. In the affected vehicles, the Paul Spring tab in the side door latch could break. A door latch with a fractured Paul Spring tab typically results in a door will not close condition. Wow, that's a weird call. A door that opens while driving increases the risk of injury. The Blue Oval writes, as it is now aware of one incident and three injuries that could be related to this condition. And I and I totally missed my chance to to do that philosophical announcer thing. As it was initially announced, the safety campaign will focus primarily on vehicles sold or registered in hot weather states, and the parts will be replaced at no cost to the owners, who should hear from Ford soon. In order to make sure that their cars are indeed covered by this recall, the Blue Oval Ave advises them to visit the official Ford website and check their VINs at the bottom of the page. I need to get something out of the way. They're having a door latch safety recall. I kind of want to know, how hard is it? Of all the parts in a car to go wrong, how hard is it to build a door latch correctly? Like, the airbags I can kind of understand. You know, because you have, they probably have to use compressed air to make the airbags go off and things like that. But, I mean, seriously, a door latch? I don't get it. Honestly, I just don't get it. Infinity priced the Q60 Red Sport 400, that's a weird name, at $51,300 in the U.S., this Volcano Orange McLaren P1 is a $1.9 million bargain. If by $1.9 million bargain, you mean I have enough money to buy a car that I probably cannot handle, then sure, it is a bargain. UK motors are leaving their cars with strangers in record numbers. Why? Shouldn't it be obvious to not leave a car with a stranger? Or, or at least car keys with strangers. <sighs> Mitsubishi offices could get raided a fourth time as Nissan deal falls behind schedule, and I have just realized I am way over time for this part of the podcast. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this, and I will see you after a word from our sponsors. We've all seen them. 
Those self-centered drivers who think their cars are more important than everyone else's. They take up two or more parking spaces. Now you can let them know how you really feel with sarcastic parking cars. Go to www.howireallyfeelcars.com. You'll receive 12 different cards expressing what you think about their parking. These cards come in their own carrying case. Once again, go to www.howireallyfeelcars.com and get your cards today. I am back. We're going to read two articles that you probably didn't expect me to read, but I think you guys are actually going to be quite interested in it, so I decided, hey, I'm going to read it anyway. Japan's transport ministry may raid Mitsubishi Motors' offices a fourth time if the evidence collected during its latest inspection won't prove sufficient. According to Auto News, another search could also be in the works if the findings somehow point to even bigger problems than just the automaker's decades-long fuel economy scandal. You can't deny the company has a culture that, that's prone to, to malpractice? Whatever. Said one of the guys in the company. An official within the regulator's recall division. Compared with other, other automakers, we have to give them a closer look. Despite the possibility of another raid, Nissan still expects to close its $2.2 billion stake deal with Mitsubishi Motors before the end of 2016. And according to a spokesman for the company, remain convinced that the transaction is worth it. Issues still remain, including the fact that three days before the latest raid, the ministry concluded that eight of nine Mitsubishi models fell short of the company's advised fuel economy figures and that recalculated figures provided by Mitsubishi themselves were still inaccurate compared to the tests done by the regulator. Once Nissan finishes purchasing the stake in Mitsubishi Motors, the former, will, the former will agree to hold shares for a period of 10 years. A filing by Mitsubishi UFJ Financial Group also revealed that both Nissan and Mitsubishi will have the first right of refusal to purchase shares if either of the two, if either of the two companies decides to sell. The other one is the UK motorists leaving their car keys with strangers. Despite car thefts being up 8% in the last year, nearly half of all UK motorists say they've left their car keys with people they didn't know at least once every year. Out of the 43% of the car owners who admitted to this, a further 71% didn't even check whether the companies or individuals that received their keys were members of any accredited code of practice, as reported by Auto Express. This research was conducted by the Society of Motor Manufacturers and Traders, or SMMT, together with Home Office, Metropolitan Police Service, and ThatCham Research. Wow. The same survey showed that just 11% had left their house keys with a stranger, though motorists still made plenty of car security mistakes even at home by leaving their keys in clear view from windows or the front door. With these significantly lower than they were 20 years ago, and manufacturers using the latest technology to make our cars safer than ever, the public would be forgiven for putting vehicle crime to the back of their minds, said Sarah Newton, Minister of Safeguarding, Vulnerability and Countering Extremism. But the recent rise in the number of reported crimes is a reminder that determined thieves are still out there, and we should remain vigilant. Frankly, it's not forgiven that they put vehicle crime to the back of their minds. Frankly, they should be careful about something that they used to get around town and go shopping with. Mike, insert how you pronounce his last name here, chief executive of SMMT, added that technology can only do so much. However, and while car makers, the police, and the government continue to work together to ensure that stealing cars is as difficult as possible, 
These latest figures show there's more consumers can do to minimize risk. NHTSA investigates 2016 Hyundai Sonata over claims of brakes locking. I cannot wait to see what people say about this one. I've already got a guess. Volvo tests autonomous trucks in a mine in Sweden. Man, you've got to be really confident to test autonomous trucks in Sweden not knowing if they'll crash into walls and make the whole cave fall down. Mazda recalls more than half a million vehicles in the U.S. over corrosion concerns. Stunning 1986 Audi Sport Quattro sells for $536,000 at auction. Opel Voxel, yeah, Voxel, plans SUV offensive. Astra size model will lead the pack. 2018 Mercedes G-Class makes video debut in test mule form. Electric Volkswagen E-Up joins updated range in the U.K. Price from 20000 780 pounds or basically you're getting you're gonna have to pay 25 grand for a car no bigger than a fiat 500 florida man says samsung galaxy note 7 blew up and torched his jeep electric jaguar suv to be unveiled this year may be dubbed the e-pace how uncreative can you get yet another one-off pagani spotted the stunning wire futura dodge rolls out new heritage inspired colors for its range for 2017 BMW X4 production commences in Brazil. Chinese market Chevrolet Malibu XL gets hybrid version. BMW expands Takata airbag recall by 110,000 vehicles in Japan. 2017 Land Rover Discovery could launch with 2-liter diesel engine. Volkswagen signing Chinese joint venture to help mass-produce EVs. Red Bull's Helmut Marco opens up about Max Verstappen and 2017 title expectations. Volvo and Autolive joined forces to create autonomous tech. Over 450 people have put their hands up for the Aston Martin AMRB 001. Comma Revero launches with familiar styling and some key changes. Ken Block teases Gymkhana 9 before September 13th release. Alfa Romeo Giulia Quadrofoglio. You know, it doesn't matter. It's the performance version of the Alfa Romeo Giulia. And it sets a storming 7-minute 32 lap at the new Nürburgring. Caterham celebrates 60 years of the 7 with limited run sprint. German Clarkson channels his inner Tom Hanks for the Grand Tour. Beautiful but underpowered BMW 316i Touring Design Edition in Daytona. Violet is apparently for sale. Viral video attempt backfires after guy smashes Ferrari 360 Modena windshield. Professional designers vision of how Apple Car will look in the future. And it looks like an eraser. A carbon eraser. Get this. Mayor removes traffic signs from intersection to calm traffic. Apparently it's been updated, so we're gonna actually read the story and see what see what this issue has caused. 2017 Porsche Panamera 4E hybrid growls with 462 horsepower and sips. It's basically fuel efficient. I get a few figures in the automotive industry. Actually, no, quite a few figures, but fuel economy is one, at least European fuel economy and or pollution is one that I don't understand. The Firefly is designed to teach younglings how to drive. And no, before you go and buy a Firefly, it's only in the UK and or Europe. But, well, no, (laughs) no, it's only in the UK. It's such a shame, too. However, 2018 Dodge Durango will allegedly get a performance SRT version. I'm pretty excited for that. Cadillac CT6 launching in Japan and priced at nearly 100 grand, which honestly is mess. However, we're finally going to get to the other recalls. Man, I swear, this week has had a lot of recalls. 
As part of a global effort to rectify the safety issue of cars equipped with the Takata airbag inflators, BMW has announced a new recall that covers roughly 110,000 vehicles in the land of the rising sun. The safety campaign covers 44 models and that includes the 116i, the 118i hatchbacks, and 320i sedans, and focuses on the front passenger airbag made by the Japanese parts supplier on cars produced between 2004 and 2014, according to Auto News. BMW's decision follows Japan's transport ministry order from May to recall another 7 million cars equipped with the Takata airbag inflators in the Asian country, which use ammonium nitrate-based propellant and lack a drying agent. Due to prolonged exposure to hot and humid conditions, these have a tendency to explode with excessive force in the event of a crash, spreading metal shrapnel at occupants and are responsible for at least 14 deaths and 115 injuries globally. The faulty airbag inflators have taken a huge chunk out of Takata's revenues and the supplier is currently on the outlook for a financial backer. After the company's stock price has plunged by almost 90% since early 2014, Takata was also facing liabilities that could pile up to billions of dollars, unsurprisingly. And now we have Mazda. Mazda has informed the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, of a safety defect concerning certain vehicles across the United States. According to the Japanese manufacturer, the 2010-2013 Mazda 3, 2012-2015 Mazda 5, 2013-2015 CX-5, and 2016 CX-3 have been included in the safety campaign, which affects a total of 575,381 cars in the United States. The problem is corrosion of the tailgate's gas dampers that could eventually fail and hit users. On the affected vehicles, insufficient corrosion protective coating was applied to the ends of the external cylinders of the rear hatch-slash-liftgate gas stay dampers. If water containing road salt enters, it can cause corrosion, and over time, increased corrosion may eventually cause it to break, as the rear hatch or liftgate is opened, as the automaker explains. Owners of the aforementioned models will be informed of the situation and advised to schedule an appointment with a local authorized dealer, which in turn will perform the necessary repairs slash replacements free of charge. Mazda says it is not aware of any reports or accidents and injuries related to this condition. So we're going to now start reading about the locking brakes issue that Hyundai apparently is going through. Introduced last year with various styling tweaks and added features, the 2016 Hyundai Sonata is now being investigated by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. The feds are looking into the rear brakes of these vehicles, which, according to Auto News, may lock without any pressure applied to the brake pedal. The agency has already received several complaints from owners of the 2016 Sonatas, who reported that the rear brakes locked up during driving. As it was accelerating onto a highway, the electronic emergency brake system without warning, activated while the vehicle was accelerating at speeds over 55. Brake system pulsed violently and then wheels completely locked up, causing damage to the entire rear braking system, one owner said, cited by Left Lane News. Despite the serious conditions surrounding the 2016 Honda Sonatas, which are equipped with an electronic parking brake, no reports of injuries or accidents have been submitted yet. The NHTSA will continue to investigate the matter that covers roughly 8,000 units of these vehicles, reviewing reports and deciding whether a deeper probe is required. Hyundai's dealers will ins- were instructed earlier this year to update the brake control software, which, due to a malfunction, could cause the rear brake pads to remain glued to the brake rotors, 
the automaker has yet to release an official statement. We're going to get to the story I bet you've all been waiting for. The traffic signs that have been removed in a town in Russia. And I'm not going to try and pronounce it. it it's, it's one of those that someone can pronounce. But it, it'll take me five minutes to replicate it. So we're not going to bother. This rather problematic inter- intersection is located in Russia. In a town in Russia, of course. Where the mayor purportedly wanted to tackle traffic by removing all road signs. Sure enough, the plan didn't pan out, as a local proved after capturing all kinds of actions by placing a camera at a nearby tree. What's worse is that, according to the description of the video clip, the mayor was even called out on his decision during a town hall meeting, where he said that the intersection only had slight issues, which couldn't be further away from the truth, as you can see for yourself in the footage. Except this is a podcast, so no. You've got cars running into each other, you've got buses getting hit, vans, pretty much any type of vehicle brave enough to cross the intersection looks to be at risk. Now, if you're thinking something like, why aren't drivers aware of the issues and slowing down? Well, that might be because cars aren't running into each other literally all at the time. So once you've gone past the intersection unaware of the problem, there's no reason to think you're in danger. That being said, you'd imagine there'd be still a few close calls that would prompt at least some drivers to approach the intersection with relatively low speeds. At least that's what we'd do. Or would we just avoid it all t- altogether? Though to be honest, I have seen enough Russian dashcam videos to just avoid driving in Russia altogether that I just wouldn't. Volvo shows a glimpse of the all-new V90 Cross Country. Make your Xenos E10S punch it with new upgrade kit. And it's a new track car, by the way. Jaguar returns to racing with new iType 1 electric racer. Bugatti Wire recalled for airbag problem. Much like your Honda Accords and Mods, Mazdas and, and, and stuff. Oh, 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 I've gone over this time again. Anyway, I will see you after a word from our sponsors. We've all seen them. Those self-centered drivers who think their cars are more important than everyone else's. They take up two or more parking spaces. Now you can let them know how you really feel with sarcastic parking cars. Go to www.howireallyfeelcars.com. You'll receive 12 different cards expressing what you think about their parking. These cards come in their own carrying case. Once again, go to www.howireallyfeelcars.com and get your cards today. Welcome back, everyone. We're going to get into the Pagani Wiber recall. Recall notices came across the virtual new desk here at Car Scoops covering all sorts of vehicles. Few of them relate to million-dollar hypercars, but that's just what we have here. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, has issued a recall notice for 36 examples of the Pagani Wiber from the 2014 and 2016 model years and manufactured between April 21, 2014 and July 29, 2016. The most surprising bit of which may very well be that, that there are that many of them in the United States. The problem is with the driver's airbag, which may not remain adequately secured to the steering wheel during deployment and therefore deploy improperly. Fixing it will be a simple matter, simple matter of changing the fasteners in the steering wheel assembly, steering wheel airbag assembly, a process which already started a few weeks ago. Given that there are only 90, that there are only 32 vehicles to repair, we'd imagine that the recall will be completed at a pace of a at a pace of a typical Pagani. Baojun, something like that. 310 hatch is GM's latest China-only vehicle, and it kind of looks it kind of looks like a Sonic and a Spark. Bit weird. It also looks a bit like an Astra. Shelby Mustang booted after owner racked up $16,000 in parking fines. 2016 
Los Angeles Auto Show confirms more than 50 debuts, including a new Jeep SUV. New Lexus UX crossover concept officially announced for Paris. Facelifted Vauxhall Maka X starts from 17,590, I'm guessing pounds or euros. Gets Astro's 150 horsepower 1.4 liter turbocharged engine. Jaguar XJ220 owners rejoice. Bridgestone, and now Pirelli, is developing a new tire just for you. 2017 Vauxhall Zafiria Tour starts from 18,615 pounds in the UK, or about 22 to $23,000. $22 Man, I'm telling you, I just cannot speak in today's podcast. Honda set to recall a further 668,000 vehicles in Japan over faulty Takasa airbags, which is a shame, really. It's like every single week there has to be one news about the Takata airbag recall, and it's always about more cars being affected. At this rate, it almost makes you wonder what cars aren't affected right now. And if you're wondering, the one car I definitely know that isn't affected is a Dodge Viper, funnily enough. Honda has announced a recall of a further 668,000 cars in Japan in order to replace faulty airbag inflators supplied by the Takata Corporation. According to Auto News... The Japanese automaker stated that it had recalled models such as the Fit, Civic, and the Accord sedan over passenger side airbags that, sorry, and that vehicles produced between 2009 and 2011 were affected. With this latest announcement, Honda's global tally of recalled airbags is about 51 million, which is roughly half of the 100 million scheduled for recall worldwide. As of right now, defective airbags have been linked to at least. Well, you already know that from the last one. This latest recall comes hot on the heels of Japan's transport ministry, ordering automakers in May to recall an additional 7 million vehicles in Japan with the Takata inflators that didn't contain a drying agent, just as U.S. transport authorities have previously done. New Honda i30 to foster a family of new models. Citroen Jumper now available with new Euro 6 diesel engines. And if you're wondering, you know that new Ram Promaster? In Europe, it's called the Fiat Ducato, and it's also been copied by Peugeot and Citroen. And the Citroen jumper, jumper is just a Fiat Ducato with a Citroen face on it, and that's about it. Renault says it will phase out most of its diesels by 2020. Fiat Tipo Estate goes on sale in the EMEA region and starts from 14,900-something. Kia inaugurates its Mexico production facility. Volvo looks back before moving forward with new V90 cross-country. Shocking new video details the crash that killed Vladimir Putin's chauffeur, even though Vladimir wasn't actually in the car during the time of this accident. Liberty Media confirms a billion takeover of Formula One. Tesla Model S driver dies after high-speed crash and fire in the Netherlands. Ferrari La Ferrari Aperta spotted on the streets of Barcelona. Next-gen BMW 5 Series teaser reveals tweaked LED taillights. Clarkson & Co.'s motoring site gets gets 6.5 million investment from 21st Century Fox. Google submits patent for emergency vehicle detection system. General Motors sells latest two ignition switch lawsuits. Eurospec 2017 Honda Civic hatch and sedan and Jazz spotlight to premiere in Paris. Peugeot unveils the EFO1, its first electric folding bicycle. Or in other words, you're probably going to have to pay five grand for a bike that you shouldn't have to pay five grand for. Captain Slow is not that slow and has been caught speeding minutes after purchasing a high-powered motorbike. BMW put the final touches on the 2017 5 Series and its trick chassis. Final Mitsubishi Lancer Evolution heading to auction for charity. 2017 Mercedes-Benz E-Class All-Terrain edges closer to production. EU investigation could lead to more penalties for Volkswagen. 
which means we're going to get a foul, and, and they're probably going to have to let the other team score a goal to even out the play. And then they're going to fumble the ball and then get more penalties. Play the mobster with this 1932 Cadillac V16 sedan by Fleetwood. Chevrolet Bolt has a paddle-operated regenerative braking system. So basically, it has regenerative braking, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter how it does it, particularly. China-made Volvo S90L coming to the US and Europe. Driver using metal pan instead of steering wheel busted by Australian police. New 2018 Toyota Super Coupe. We finally have it. And we finally get to see what it may look like. Especially from the interior. Also, I cannot wait to see this car uh, unveiled later on. And to be honest, I wasn't actually a fan of the 90s Supra. But this Supra has got me excited. Because I do know the legend it was and or is. And it kind of makes me curious as to whether it can uphold its legendary status with this new rendition of it. The Hatsu Move canvas has a specific demographic in mind. It's basically one of those little key van things that's in Japan. Cadillac offering free performance driving school for CTS-V and ATS-V owners. Or in other words, they just copied what Dodge did. It is what they did. Skydiver deploys the new Land Rover Discovery seats in freefall. The GVT-OX is IKEA simple to assemble and carries a lot of cargo, and was made by Gordon Murray. Yep, and I believe it's, in, it's intended for the Indian market. All-electric Mercedes Vision Van concept with a 167-mile range revealed. And it's... I like the front, but everything else is quite bland, and the grill is, is kind of cool. Toyota Hilux, Subaru LeVorg, Renault Scenic, and Kia Nero score top ratings in Euro, sorry, in Euro and Cap tests. New Bentley Flying Spur W12S is the first four-door Bentley to top 200 miles per hour. Audi and Porsche report new U.S. heights in August. Volkswagen sales drop again. Facelifted 2017 Mazda 3 comes with subtle styling changes and new technology. Dongfeng Peugeot Citroen automobile to focus on SUV production with, with new China plant. Simona Di Silvestro. Named as first full-time female driver in Supercars Championship. This poor abandoned Izo Grifo is about to get a new home. London Fire Brigade buys 52 BMW i3s to replace diesel Astras. Alfa Romeo Stelvio SUV to apparently debut at Los Angeles Auto Show, which I really hope it does. Dodge set to reveal all-wheel drive Challenger and wide-body SRT 770 horsepower Challenger. Volkswagen unveils 335 horsepower Golf R360S exclusively for Switzerland. And if you didn't guess, they had the help of ABT Sportsline in order to do so. Audi's new 2017 A5 and S5 Sportback family revealed before Paris debut. Peugeot debuts all new 5008 as a 7-seater SUV and I'm, eh. it, it's not bad. I've seen worse, but it's it's not that good. For Sovia, concept is Poland's idea of a luxury RE electric sedan. Can't wait for the Alfa Romeo Stelvio? By this 1952 Alfa Romeo off-roader, and if you hadn't guessed, it does look like an original Land Rover Defender mixed with the Willys Jeep, and it looks awesome. It's just brilliant. Utterly brilliant. BBR Super 200 Pack boosts Mazda MX-5 to 205 BHP for 2,795 pounds? Pounds. Kia details new HB Auto for front-wheel drive models, and it will debut in the 2017 Cadenza. And now we've caught up to last week's news. So I hope you have enjoyed this entire podcast, and I'll see you all next time. You have just listened to Cody's Car Conundrum. Be sure to join us every Sunday. 
You can subscribe to Cody's YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash C slash ViperForLifeACR. Be sure to get Cody's books on Amazon at www.amazon.com slash Cody dash Wagner slash E slash capital B zero one nine capital K capital X seven two capital Z eight. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Be sure to follow Cody here so you don't miss any episodes. Bye until next time.